Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. It's Thursday, November 19th. We're a week out from Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm thankful for the chance to be with you this morning. And we're this week taking a look at the theme of darkness and light. All of our texts have something to do with that theme of darkness and light. Such a powerful metaphor in scripture, and uh, so I'm glad to share some thoughts with you today. Our three lectionary texts for the day are Psalm 36, Job 38, verses 1 to 2 and 12 to 24, and John 3, 11 to 21. And I'd like to look with you at the text from Job today. Job 38, 1 to 2, and 12 to 24. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, so that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth, and the wicked be shaken out of it. It is changed like clay under the seal, and it is dyed like a garment. Light is withheld from the wicked, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare if you know all this. Where is the way to the dwelling of light? And where is the place of darkness, that you may take it to its territory, and that you may discern the paths to its home? Surely you know, for you were born then, and the number of your days is great. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow, or have you seen the storehouses of the hail, which I have reserved for the time of trouble? for the day of battle and war. What is the way to the place where the light is distributed or where the east wind is scattered upon the earth? So what a wonderful passage. I mean, the marvelous poetry at the end of the book of Job, and and it, it depicts God as having places in heaven where all of the kind of things of the earth are kept, the 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 weather phenomena, you know, and all the things that sort of shake our reality, that God has storehouses where these things are kept. He's got snow, and he's got the sea behind doors, and uh, he's got hail, um, all just sort of sitting there and and waiting to use. But uh, he also has light and darkness in there, right? Um, You know, he's got a place, the text says, where where the light is distributed. And what a, what a, what a word that is, like the idea that, that God sort of oversees the distribution of light. What a wonderful, wonderful, um, wonderful kind of poetry in this passage. But I like how at the beginning of it, in that second verse, Job is accused of darkening counsel by words without knowledge. Um, that idea that Job's words serve to darken rather than to bring light is, is a, a really interesting poetic idea. God is light, and God sees accurately. And again, these are poetic descriptions, I'm sure of it. Um, But the fact is that God is able to control these things in a way that Job is not. And so Job has perceived things in one way, but it's not true. And as Job talks, 
we actually get, again, the language of darkening counsel, we actually get further from the truth as we listen to Job and closer to the truth as we open ourselves to God's language. God is light. God sees accurately. Job is not light, and he doesn't see accurately. And so Job doesn't see accurately, and we are not light, and we don't see accurately. And that's at first very threatening to us, I think, um, and particularly, like, depending on your theological perspective, like, I don't want to overread the book of Job here and give it every, uh, uh, or say that this is the whole of the biblical witness, right? Um, this certainly should chasten us, like, whatever the definition I have as a Wesleyan of kind of an Arminian perspective or holiness, the degree to which humans are capable of kind of reflecting God's light to the world. Uh, I want to be careful about it because of what I read here in the book of Job, which sort of suggests, um, no, there's, uh, you know, there's something that you don't fully get and you need to be put in your place. And that is threatening to us. But, you know, it's ultimately a, a relief to us because as we look at the world, there is a lot that doesn't make sense. And I'm thinking of some of the big things, right? Like I'm thinking about the big, the big realities like human suffering, um, inequality, uh, all, all the kinds of things which, the kind of classic things that make people say, how could there be a God? Because this simply doesn't make sense. Um, I'm also thinking of the little things in our own lives, right? Like the little sufferings that we go through and also just the kind of absurdity of all of it. I mean, the suffering that's baked into even the most wonderful human life in the sense of, why is this all temporal? What, you know, why do, why do I only get, you know, 70 years on this earth, 80 if I am strong? Like, why is that a thing? Why, why are God's apparently eternal plans for me uh, initially foiled and then only solved in a way that we still all have to go through the process of physical death? There's so much that really just doesn't make sense. And it's a relief to read this and realize, I, I can't make sense of it. There's more going on than I can make sense of. My mind's not equipped to make all the sense of it. That Please hear me. Like I'm not saying we turn our minds off then. Like I believe in the work of a Christian liberal arts college. I wouldn't dedicate my life to working here if I didn't believe in it. And there are certainly ways that we can untangle and better understand the suffering that we're going through um, or that others go through um, by simply learning and working harder to to push into it. But there will always be kernels of things that we simply can't understand. There will always be something down at the core which doesn't make sense. And we've, we've got to think it through. Uh, we've got to realize that uh, at the end, it's not, it's not going to be enough. It's God who is light and we are not. And Job is ultimately, in a sense, comforted by this, right? He repents in dust and ashes. Um, and uh, there's something there's something reassuring about taking our place in the midst of all this. We want to be just like we see again and again and again in uh, uh, throughout the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, the ways that people sort of negotiate with God relationally. Like I, I get that, uh, and we we want to be as elevated as God wants humans to be in that human God partnership. But we also want to say, in the end, I'm not God, and. That's a good thing. <laughs> I don't have to be. Uh, I can take care of the things I do have storehouses of here, I, but I don't have storehouses of hail, right? And storehouses of snow and light. But I can control. Uh, I can control and use what God has given me. But I don't have to have access to all of it. And what a gift it is, really, in the end, to know that and to simply be His child. God, I'm sure that message seems challenging 
to some and a relief to some, depending kind of on lots of things in our lives, where we are, where we find ourselves in this moment, how much suffering we're feeling at the time. We pray, God, that you'll reveal to us that uh, it's, it's good to be your child and it's good um, that it's good for us not to know everything here. We want to learn as much as we can. We want to exercise our faculties of mind and, and heart as much as we can to be your person in the world. But we also don't have to bear the burden that comes with being God and the one who made it all and needs to explain everything. Help us to live in your light and in your love. We ask this through Christ. Amen. Well, as always, a privilege to talk with you today, and we'll look forward to chatting once more this week, tomorrow. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.